catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare Alley, uh, side street of Nightmare on Film Street. I'm Kim. I'm John. And this week we are doing something new. It is normally an off week here for Nightmare on Film Street, but we are introducing this new, fun, sporadic podcast that's going to happen occasionally throughout our regular podcast release schedule called Nightmare Alley. And it's where we get to interview a friend or a somebody we're a huge fan of, all of the above, filmmakers, creators in the horror genre, and just chat for a little bit and talk about projects they're working on, things they're interested in. Um, this is something that we've wanted to kick off for a real long time, so I'm super excited. Yeah, it's like a little intermission between our regularly scheduled episodes. Like an intermission interview, or a side scream. Uh, this is me just opening you up to all the possible All other the titles, titles we, we were working on. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think if there's any other that I could just drop in now before it's gone and done. There were a lot of okay ones. There were a lot of maybes. There was a big maybe pile. But I like Nightmare Alley. It's great. It's a little side street in the NOFS podcast map. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I've really been looking forward to it. I'm glad we are finally here. Yeah, it's a great way for us to kind of deviate from our original format. I mean, the current, the main format of Nightmare on Film Street doesn't really allow for a lot of extra voices and stuff while kind of retaining our candidness. So we're going to use Nightmare Alley to get a chance to talk to people in the industry. And um, especially during quarantine time, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this new platform. So I can't wait to see what kind of conversations we get going. First up this week, we're talking with filmmaker Kaola Raisla, who is the director of Porno, Fangoria's newest film. It's a horror comedy about a group of teens that work at a local movie theater. They're there after hours cleaning up, watching their own movie, and they discover in a hidden room... A nefarious film! <laughs> yes, a piece of satanic occultism that they think is a porno. I mean, it... I guess it kind of is. <laughs> Technically, it is. It's pretty salacious if you're a Christian teen. Let's put it that <laughs> way. This movie's absolutely hysterical. You, If you have the newest issue of Fangoria, you've probably seen some very interesting photos regarding the practical effects of this movie. Um, it's probably the funniest movie that we saw on the festival circuit last year. Definitely has a moment that makes everybody scream in the absolute best way possible. And it is available right now for you to watch at home. It originally had a April 10th theatrical release date. You know, unfortunately... The world ended. World ended. Movie theaters are closed right now. But you can watch it in a virtual cinema. 
Yeah, and they're doing something really cool right now. They are letting you choose an independent cinema to support with your rentals. So you actually get to pick which theater you're going to see the movie at virtually, and your dollars will actually go to support that independent theater house. It's such a great way to support the local theaters that you would like to be going to right now but can't and want to see open their doors again in the future. To get more information on that, just head over to Fangoria.com slash watch porno. I gotta say. And then clear your browser history. (laughs) Clear your browser history (laughs) after that, of course. Uh, Porno will also be coming out on VOD uh, early May uh, with the physical release scheduled later for this year, I think July. Um, We sat down and recorded this interview with... I think it was like the week that this shit went down. I think it was the week Corona was like, oh, hey, we're in North America now for real. Yeah, it was like the first week of March. Um, Actually, you know what? It was St. Patrick's Day. It was mid-March. So, you know, we're still a little unsure how to talk about it in the interview. We we don't get into it too much, but... You know, there's some joking. There's also some sadness because, I mean, at that point, we really didn't know the scope of things. But the majority of the conversation is about horror movies, so don't let that get you down. We kicked off the interview by uh, by asking each other how things are going in our respective quarantine zones. But before that, uh, enjoy the trailer for Kaola Raisla's Porno. You guys hear that? The science of porn is well known. The human brain, when aroused by erotic images, dumps chemicals into the bloodstream, which send the viewer into full throttle, give me more mode. No, that's right, and we may think that we're just being curious, but that will turn into an obsession. How is the end of the world going for you? (laughs) Just as boring as the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the real tragedy here. I know. He's like, man, it's going to go out like this? (laughs) (laughs) I can finally afford groceries, but there's nothing to buy? Shit. Exactly. So, are the grocery stores as crazy up there as they are down here? Oh, it's nuts. There's we went we tried to go today, there was no soup, no pasta, no pasta sauce, no toilet paper, no nothing. Insane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I don't cool. I don't really get it. I went to a I went to a drugstore today and this guy the guy in front of me at this drugstore we bought a huge box of condoms and a carton of cigarettes. That was the <laughs> only thing he bought. <laughs> what is what is this? What's going on? I'm just going to ride it out, you know. Yeah. He's like, in the world, here I come. <laughs> like, what quarantine do you have in mind? <laughs> I know, jeez. 
just it's just him. Just him and the cigarettes and the guns. <laughs> just following the government's orders, man. They said self isolation. <laughs> like I think it I, I think it would be a good idea for that guy to stay away from everybody. Yeah. No, seriously. For some art project or something. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> So, Kale, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's uh, it's great to sit down with you again. Um, right Absolutely. Off the, right, right off the bat, just real curious, how does it feel to be a porno director? You know, uh, my parents are very proud. <laughs> They're uh, be happier. Um, no, it feels it, it's a uh, it's super exciting. It's a uh, you know, uh, it feels like. Uh, I don't know. It feels good. <laughs> it's not a dream come true, but it feels good. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. It's very funny because, you know, when I told the the, uh, the title to my mom, she was uh, she was a little uh, confused at first. And then she just proceeded to tell all of her friends. <laughs> my- but she did that thing where she dropped the O, the last O. So she's like, my 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 son directed porn. And, uh, so proud. Real, yeah. It was just like, no, it's not, it's not porn. I I just um, I love imagining her like having talk conversations with friends at, like the grocery store or church. Like, you should come to the house. We'll show you the porn my son directed. Her doctor was like, I cannot wait to see your movie. Porn, and I was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I'll definitely send you a, a link or whatever. But it's, uh, you know, it's not porn. Her doctor, porn. I love that. She's yeah. <laughs> She's like, mom has been talking a lot about your film. Oh, great. <laughs> great promoter, though. So, how did you first get involved with the with the movie? So, it's a it's a it's a funny story. I was um. Uh, the writers of the film are two kids uh, I went to film school with. Actually, like the kind of like core team uh, behind the film, we all went to film school together. So the DP, um, JP, uh, shot like all of my short films at school. And then um, Chris and Sarah, the producers, are classmates because uh, we, all, we all went to Columbia and they have three tracks at Columbia. You can be a, a writer, a director, or a producer. Um, but they all kind of like put you in the same, the same little pot of people. Uh, so you all kind of like mix around and, you know, you, you match up with people and, and you find out, uh, who, who you work well with and who you definitely do not work well with. Um, and so, uh, anyway, so Matt and Lawrence, the writers of, of the film, uh, basically called me up one day and were just like, do you want to make a movie? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they're like a horror, a horror movie, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yep." And they're like, oh, oh, "They're like, okay." And I was like, "Wait," I was like, "What's the movie?" And they're like, "We don't know yet." <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> they're like, "We don't know yet," but there is uh, someone who is willing to give us a very small amount of money to make a horror film. And I was like, "Yes." At the time, they were. Um, we went to school in New York, and they had already we'd graduated, and they'd already moved out to. LA and they were working as a writing team and they were pitching this very big TV show that they had come up with. Um, and so they were a little busy. Otherwise I think they would have just directed it themselves. Um, Cause they're, you know, uh, big horror, uh, horror junkies. And so 
they you know thankfully they were super busy and so uh <laughs> when it came when it came to who directed they they uh they mentioned me and um uh, and so yeah they called me and i was like is this real and they're like i think if we move back it's real and so i that day i bought a plane ticket uh oh, wow. um, to out to la and and then uh you know i was i was there kind of like within a week wow um, and, and we were we were making the movie. I mean, you know, we were very afraid. This is all of our, our like first feature, so um, we were very afraid that this money would go away. And so we worked very quickly. Uh, we we kind of hold up in a uh, an Airbnb for a week and just like outline the film together. Uh, and then they wrote the first draft in in four days. And wow. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of like july august and then we shot the film in october november wow so it was really like from that phone call to filming like two months three months yeah it was it was it was it, yeah it's kind of like a miracle that there's like that the, that the movie is like um even coherent you know <laughs> uh <laughs> because, but what's great is because we uh we all went to school together we are like working or we're working that kind of like common language matt lawrence and i all lived together our last years at columbia we had all been uh, broken up with by our girlfriends so we were, <laughs> we were kind of like floating around at the time i was living uh, on the floor of a friend's uh uh apartment uh, and then we all we were all like got together we moved in together and we just kind of like it was just just the biggest nerd fest ever <laughs> we were just kind of just eating pizza and you know, being creative, and, <laughs> yeah, and being creative. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so but it, you know, it, it, you know, we did that for for two two of our years at film school, and then um, when we all got together for this, you know, week of kind of like brainstorming, it happened really, you know, really quickly um, because we had that kind of like shared experience. Yeah, like the thing that scares me the most about thinking uh, of this movie being put together in two months or f like friggin' a week, really, uh, is the humor because that's that's this movie's hilarious, and uh, I, I could only imagine oh, how long it would take to get good jokes written. But you guys already kind of had a shorthand, like you knew what would make each other laugh. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know the great thing about uh... <laughs> the great thing about jokes is you you don't know if they work or not until someone laughs and because there are three of us it's a kind of like you know we're we're just trying to crack each other up the entire time so um yeah it's definitely a kind of like cross-section of our of our shared humor so you you said you weren't really like they were the horror guys so it was it was weird that you know that they didn't direct it uh, themselves but when we talked last you told me that you were working in film school you were working on a screenplay that was a cross between Friday Night Lights and Reanimator. Yes, that's true. So <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I mean, I I I feel like uh, you know some people are like super dyed in the wool um kind of like horror first horror people and I, I and i'm not i can't because i know people like that i can't claim claim to be one of those people um and so i mean i feel like i i watched a horror movie that is so not scary it's almost embarrassing uh when i was very young and then just didn't watch them again until kind of like mid high school i was like so afraid um of, of horror films. Do you remember what movie and, it was? Uh, yeah, we're gonna need to know what movie that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's this movie called. It's this movie called. I think it's called The House. The House. And it's a. It's a, it's not the Japanese 
film house suits. Like it's like either house or the house. The the cover is like a, a kind of like severed hand. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's house. Yeah. I I I, uh, I went back and watched that movie later on in life, and I was like, this is like a comedy. I don't, <laughs> I'm so it. It's like puppets. <laughs> I think I, I think I think the fact that I was like four years old when I watched it, I think, really uh, affected me. Yeah, it'll, um, it'll get you. I mean, there's a four-year-old yeah. kid in that movie that just goes missing and nobody knows what happened to him. You really exactly. remember that movie. I watched it a lot as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't remember what your original question was. But, yeah, so, but, I mean, really, it's kind of like, you know, Matt is the, like, hardcore, like, has seen everything, knows everything, like, knows all the kind of, like, um, you know, from the smallest films to the biggest films, like knows all of that stuff. And so I would kind of defer to him as far as like, you know, horror authority. So do you know what kind of movie? Oh, but anyways, oh. but the, but the, but I do, but I do love reanimator. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something I, I, I discovered, like, I think after I graduated from undergrad and, uh, and, uh, yeah. And it was just, you know, my, kind of my, my, uh, my re-entry, so to speak, into horror was through horror comedy. Um, like, uh, I don't know, maybe my favorite horror film. I don't know if it's even qualified as a horror film. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it does the vampire movie, which is like The Lost Boys. Oh, um, oh totally. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, there's like gorge in there, right? But like, you, you know, it's, it's, I don't think that you would call Lost Boys a horror comedy, but it's definitely funny. Um it was, and so it's kind of like Lost Boys and then um, uh, American Werewolf in London were, were kind of like the two like big, big uh, films for me, like kind of like getting into horror and then Reanimator. So I was kind of obsessed with Reanimator and then I discovered Friday Night Live. <laughs> and I was just like, I love Friday Night Live so much. And so, um, you know, we kind of had to... At the beginning of film school, they're just like, you know, come up with three ideas for feature films. And then they do this thing where they will select for you from your ideas which script you will work on. And so I was just like, I don't know. I came up with this very elaborate <laughs> idea for a movie about a, a, a kind of like a junior college football team that goes, uh, that kind of like drowns on a booze cruise and then is reanimated by a like a kind of like disgraced uh, scientist. Anyway. It sounds um, amazing. No, no, it sounds great. Like, <laughs> please tell me your teachers threw everything else out and greenlit this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had some other like more serious films and they're just like, oh, you need to do this uh, this zombie football team. And I was like, man, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> I, I thought this was the throwaway idea. <laughs> I know. So, um, I, like, yeah, that's kind of like, that's, yeah, that's the origin of that. Well, it's interesting too that the the horror comedies that, sorry, the it's interesting too that the horror comedies you really enjoy are are the ones that I think really do a great job of handling both the horror and comedy, not not just separately. Like one doesn't stop for the other. Like Lost Boys, American Werewolf in London, they're they do yeah. both of those things at the exact same time, and it's 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 a great to know that that's your backstory or uh, your back interest leading into to such a good horror comedy um how was the yeah how how was production like how was how was everything on set like i I got to assume it was just full of chuckles yeah it was amazing i mean i think that like you know we you know we laughed a lot i I, the cast was so awesome 
they were so good and so professional and um we were supposed to shoot in LA but then ended up shooting in New York because that's where we found the movie theater um and so we kind of shifted everything back to New York and what's great about casting in New York is there's such a, a like a deep pool of talent because of um the theater community and and there's like a you know a, still a reasonable amount of television that's shot there and so there's like you know they're all relatively uh newcomers although <laughs> larry is now on the high school the musical the tv show the musical or whatever <laughs> wow on, 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 on disney which I, I find very funny he was shooting this disney show and then they wanted him to take a break <laughs> to go, to go to <laughs> i can't wait I like, for those tweens to check his imdb page <laughs> exactly actually the guy who plays um ricky we like kind of put up the title he was like i have to remove myself from the imdb because i also like part-time coach uh like i'm a teacher i i teach p he teaches pe wow. for young kids and he's like they're gonna google me and <laughs> I, I, right now i can't <laughs> yeah until the film is out i, I can't really have that up there so um but anyways the, the cast were amazing they were they were super um super professional and 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 uh you know very kind of uh uh helpful for me because you know i directed other films before but this was you know a kind of like a larger undertaking even though it's a small film and um and yeah i would just throw stuff out there and in, in the same way that you know when we were uh kind of like coming up with the idea for the script just kind of like pitch them ideas and and uh they would just roll with it and just and, and try whatever and it was, it was great do you know if they uh if if any of them came from like a church background because they play these characters are all so well, i guess they're really well written but like the the performances are are spot on like i've met these people before <laughs> growing up in church no i mean i i don't i don't i don't really i don't think any of them really although what's funny is the guy who plays um so bill the guy who plays uh mr pike Mm. His wife is a reverend. Wow! And so it was kind of a, like he was. It was kind of amazing when he came in because I think we had a kind of different idea for who uh, that character would be. A lot of what we were looking up when we were coming <laughs> for the film were there's these there are these things called three X coaches, okay. um, and three X stands for triple x which stands for pornography and and what they are, are people like religious people who coach you through porn addiction okay and if you, and if, dude, if you go online and just like look up these like websites for for these three x coaches they are amazing they're so, <laughs> they are so awesome it's such a rich vein uh <laughs> information and and comedy, and um, and actually, we have like an idea for a sequel to the film that involves three extensions. But I think oh. that the, the original idea was that this guy was a kind of more like Joel Austin, kind of like young, kind of like maybe like hip guy. Um, and uh, when Bill came in, he had such an easy way of like being a kind of like he has a, a little bit of a a, a little drawl, like a southern <laughs> drawl, and you know, he just spoke kind of like like like. A, a preacher speaks like and it wasn't until later that i found out that his wife is actually like a preacher so 
um, it was kind of amazing. So when we played at Fantasia Fest, she came and, and watched the movie. Yeah. Uh, and she was into it. She liked it. So. Well, that's good. I find that to be a, a, a validating thing. It could have gone a lot worse. Like, this is what you did last summer? God damn it, Bill. I know. I know. <laughs> So how was uh, so you talked about bringing it to Fantasia? How was that world premiere at South by Southwest last year? It was it was great. It was so it was so much fun. I mean, I think you know, like you know, R.I.P. South by Southwest. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, it's a kind of like not to go on a tangent, but like it's hard. It's kind of like heartbreaking to know that you know our film was so small, um, and we got to we were selected to play in competition, and you know. You just meet so many like amazing filmmakers who have like you know are coming from all over the place with their films and and it's, they built sort of like an amazing kind of like even in the in the you know small time that you're there they they foster such a kind of like strong like community of filmmakers and and uh, and you know the festival itself is amazing so it's kind of like heartbreaking to know that like you know to to have the the kind of like euphoria of getting in. To, mm. to such an amazing festival and then have it kind of like yanked i can't even imagine um but well especially but anyway, so it was it, it, no go ahead sorry especially too with like porno being such a fun like comedy movie it's it's got such a good audience vibe it's oh, um yeah. i know it's kind it was, of up in the air yeah. right now but with with fangoria you guys were planning on doing like a theatrical release and stuff do you guys have any news in regards to that or i don't know that we have anything official <laughs> to announce yeah but i i you know our our planned release date was april 10th and i don't know that any theaters are going to be open on april 10th so it's a kind of you know we and stuff moves so quickly we had a call last week you know we've been having weekly calls about like the promotion of the film um and 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 all that and that's kind of all kind of you know if, if our film doesn't end up coming out in theaters, it'll be the smallest footnote of this entire thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, this is like full credit to Kim on this one. The other day she was saying, like, this is the opportunity for drive-in movie theaters to come back in full swing. Like, we could... Like, I know! Yeah, like, regardless of, of what happens in the next little while, we could still see a movie like Porno at the drive-in with everybody still, you know, sealed yeah. in our cars. <laughs> Social distance away. Yeah. Everybody's in Everybody in their bubbles, you know, yeah. like totally, like, you know, safely socially distanced, and you know, it could all still work. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, like it's it's uh, it's weird to bring up because it's kind of a downer, but well, and it's only been like four days, so this is all still yeah. really surreal. No, I know. I think that you know, I th- you know, I was just kind of like the other, just brushing my teeth the other night, and I was like, this is so weird. This is it's just so weird. It's it's you know it's um, odd like your movie is already like nostalgic for the maybe not nostalgic but it's it takes place in the early nineties and even coming out sure. now in two thousand twenty it could it could take place in two thousand nineteen and we'd be like ah oh, those carefree days of going to a movie theater. <laughs> I, I know. I was watching it like some cooking show on Netflix or something and and you just see people at restaurants like touching each other and you're just like whoa whoa whoa. whoa. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's only been in effect for like five days. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like already already. rewired our brains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's insane. So uh you uh like 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 you said, the movie's uh, being released through Fangoria. Uh when did you first come mm-hmm. in contact with them and how's that relationship been? 
Um, I don't remember. It was, you know, we had a kind of like long festival run. And it, I think it was like, it wasn't, I don't know if it was at, uh, oh man, my memory is so bad. It was, it was, I think it was before Overlook. We uh, uh, were contacted, you know, by, um, by, uh, by Fangoria and uh, the people at Good Deed. Um, who have a horror arm called Cranked Up Film. Okay. They put out, like, um, Nightmare Cinema uh, and, and some other some other films. So right I think they did – this is a very recent film that also played at South by Southwest. Uh, stars um, – I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe Will Forte. This is <laughs> thrilling. Oh, uh, yeah. Extraordinary? <laughs> yeah, it was – Extraordinary, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so good. I think Good Deed, and I don't know if it was Good Deed proper or cranked up, but so they put out um, Extraordinary. That's a hilarious. Uh, movie. So they 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 contacted us um, and with a partnership with Fangoria, and so um, yeah, I mean, I think you know we had the, the the people at Good Deed were super cool, and obviously you know when we heard about Fangoria, everybody kind of flipped out. And so it's it such a perfect like pairing. Yeah, I just, it felt like to us like, oh man, this is this is this is so perfect. It's a kind of like ideal scenario for us. So we were so thrilled. That's so cool. Yeah, like rewatching it the other day, it's 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 amazing. It it feels like this is a movie that they would have uh, greenlit themselves. Like this is a movie that they put through production and not just uh, not, right. not just acquiring. Like it really has the DNA of a Fangoria film in it. Did you guys did you guys grow up uh, reading Fangoria at all? Again, I was very afraid of horror films. Uh, <laughs> I do remember. I do remember um, very, I have a very vivid memory of, I would go to the grocery store with my mother and I would immediately go to the magazine aisle and (laughs) there'd be, there'd be issues of Fangoria. I I distinctly remember grabbing a magazine and putting it in front of the cover of the Fangoria (laughs) magazine. Look so much. Oh, I don't want to look at this. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was my that was my relationship to Fangoria for uh, my most of my young life. Again, I'm sure if you asked Matt, he he was uh, he was probably all about it, but uh, not me. I was uh, very very afraid. I mean, I think that's probably what they were aiming for for at least half the public. So you know, you're doing fine. <laughs> no, absolutely, and it's but what's kind of amazing is like you know with the kind of like rebirth of. Um, uh, Bangoria and Phil and and uh, and all the people there. It's kind of like um, I feel like it's been, become like a very 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 kind of like cool brand. Um, and they have you know the, the the things that they're doing. You know where they have the, these amazing filmmakers interview each other for the cover stories. Like come on, like this is like I think they're making amazing stuff with that magazine. Um, and I think that if you're into film at all you know like or otherwise you're you're gonna want to like check it out i mean you, you know it's just like oh they got paul thomas anderson to, to interview like um uh jordan peele right so you're just like uh like come on like who doesn't want to read that yeah read that interview right? yeah like just just the or, idea uh, of that was amazing <laughs> well it's that? cool that they like passed the torch to like the, yeah. the previous cover story director email or interviews the next cover story so you have uh i know it's so smart it's so smart and you know it's just like i, I think kind of like must read kind of stuff um it was danny boyle is, is interviewing the 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 woman who did saint Maud. 
Yes, yeah, Rose in the, Glass. In the that, new issue? That's gonna have be you guys seen the St. Maud movie yet? We have. We have. Did you like it? You have? Is it, so, is it so good? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, no, it is so good. <laughs> it's, it's very spooky. It's So you've seen the trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and it's a much, like, lower key movie than the trailer sells it to be um well i mean <laughs> such such are trailers really yeah but, that is true but yeah but like, it feels like you know no go ahead okay i was i was just gonna say we we, we talked to rose glass and she was selling it more of uh more as a, like a taxi driver story but if travis bickle was like a young female nurse in the south hello the, yeah right the <laughs> seaside of scotland or something it was like yes that is a movie i very much want to see that sounds amazing um yeah that sounds great the trailer looks so good um yeah another yeah, movie that just fun. when you think about it you're just a little trepidatious you're like oh i hope it hits the theater i don't know what's happening right now oh yeah when when was that supposed to release uh oh shit Soon, supposed to be the right? end of this month yeah it's supposed to be the end of march <sighs> heartbreaking you know they, they push back the movie antlers i'm so psyched to see that movie yes um man Crazy. So are you going like deep dive into horror now? Is is that what's happening? Like you are like in in the I deep don't end know. of it? Something has come over me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it feels, you know, like a disappointment. I mean, honestly, like uh I'm the the script that we're working on now is kind of like more straight horror. Like Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and so um, uh, I'm I'm really excited about about it. I think we're kind of like it's in a place where it's like it's almost readable by human eyes. Um, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, but yeah, so so yeah, I don't know. It, it, I I don't know if it, it was not something I like really planned on, but I, I don't know. I, maybe I, uh, this experience has been so great, and the kind of like community around uh, the genre is so awesome, and the people are so cool, and you know, I don't know. It kind of just makes you want to, you know, stay forever. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. I kind of have. Like... I also, no, no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Also, I think that like having made uh, a horror comedy, I think that like what's great is it's like uh, you don't have to just. It's. It's. I think that you can. Um, it, it pairs well with so many different genres, right? Like I feel like you can you can put like. You can have like a horror film with a little bit of something else, or you can have a different kind of film with a little bit of horror. You know what I mean? And I think that those things, like, I don't know, it really, it really uh, goes well together. I think you know, you watch a movie like In Fabric, which I watched to Overlook. Mm, I don't know so how you guys about that movie, but I, <laughs> I was, yeah, I, I super love that movie. And it's just like, would you call that a straight horror film? I don't know. Yeah, but it like, could also be a comedy. Yeah, or you know, or just I, weird. <laughs> yeah, or just, or just weird. But it's just like. <laughs> You know, I think that, the, I think that, like, um, you know, uh, it's it's kind of like expanding in a, in a great way, and then, and like, I don't know, it's it's. I think it's a it's a super exciting space to work in. I don't know, like talking to you, I have this, I have this feeling that like you're into horror more than you think you are, and, <laughs> and you always had been. Like, like my one question, maybe, uh, maybe, like when when we talked last time, you were the 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 porno that the kids watch in the movie. Uh, you were taking. Mm-hmm. You said you were taking a bunch of inspiration from Kenneth Anger films. Is that sure. so- is that something that you already knew about before going into making porno, or did you do some research and that yeah. just came across? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, um, 
uh, I went to undergrad in Santa Cruz, which is, by the way, the town that the that Lost Boys, that the, right? That, San, that Santa Carla is based on. Yep, that boardwalk. Is <laughs> yeah. And actually, actually, Santa Cruz was the murder capital of the world for a little while because they had like two or three active serial killers at once. Wow. Uh, at one point, including including that the guy from Mindhunter. Um, do you have you guys watched Mindhunter? Yeah. Do you, oh you mean the the BTK guy like the? No 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 not that guy the guy the the big guy with the mustache the tall guy oh Ed Kemper yes, yes. is that him Ed, yeah so Ed, Ed Kemper's mom was I think a, uh worked at UC Santa Cruz and he would he murdered a bunch of girls in Santa Cruz fuck and so it so it did have the reputation for being the murder murder capital of the world <laughs> anyways it's a super <laughs> hippie. It's a super hippie town, and I studied like I did like cinema studies there. I didn't do production, and so uh, we were watching, of course, like all different kinds of things. Weirdly, Santa Cruz is the the UC Santa Cruz is the biggest archive of Satyajit Rai films. So you know, um, but but because it's a, you know a, a very liberal place and it has like a history, um, there's a lot of like. Uh, queer cinema and stuff that that is shown there i went to a midnight screening of scorpio rising which you know it's at the same theater where they show you would show like horror movies and and stuff like that and so um yeah so i it was i was kind of like super aware of uh of kenneth anger before this and then i think it was matt who suggested that we look you know when we were talking about the film within the film he was like oh it should be like you know the weird kenneth anger film or something like that and so i was immediately like oh yeah 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 and so we kind of just started like digging back through stuff. You can watch most of his films on YouTube. I actually, which, you I, know. we did that today. We watched, uh, well, the the ones that you'd recommended last time, the Scorpio Rising, uh, Invocation of oh, my, yeah. Demon, my Demon Brother, which I definitely see a lot. Yeah, I see a lot of that in your movie, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very like trippy, crazy stuff. I mean, he was like this kind of like queer Satanist experimental filmmaker, you know, and so uh, his stuff is like, really awesome yeah he's a bizarre dude uh, i saw him just talking for like 40 minutes about alistair crowley <laughs> oh yeah and he came he out <laughs> yeah i no doubt <laughs> but he came out wearing a uh, new york rangers jersey and he took off the r and the s so, <laughs> so it just said anger across his chest hell yeah yeah, it was super cool. He's still alive. I think he's, he's like 93 or something. Yeah, there was another interview of uh, Nicholas Winding Refn interviewing him. Yeah. I just say I just say NWR for anybody that knows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's that guy doing next? Yeah, I think he's got his own streaming service. I think that's all he's working on. He has his own streaming service, really? Yeah, yeah. It's called By nwr so by nwr and the the tagline is uh culture is for everyone that sounds like public access <laughs> yeah well it's kind of public it's kind of like public access for cult films on the internet and each huh. it's it's almost like a like a really weird midnight criterion where each month they they put in like four or five new movies and they're all from his personal collection because he just for fun restores old reels that he digs out of like estate sales that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's what? really. I know this guy sounds have, like he's got a lot of time and is the coolest person. Have you guys? Do you guys subscribe to this? Does it cost money? It's free. Really? Yeah. So oh, he, that's that's that. always been the whole idea is is that he wants people to see these movies because culture is for everybody. Is huh. the idea. So it is public access. That's amazing. It, it is. You're right. It is public access. <laughs> 
my editor's here today. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's amazing. I have to check that out. Before we before we let you go, I would like to sure. talk to you about the practical effects in your movie. Talk. Oh, right. Yeah, just I I'm gonna feel like a real idiot if we if we hit stop on this recording without talking about that because the practical effects no, in your movie are absolutely amazing and like they're they're sparing but when they come they look real to life and that's very horrifying <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much thank you uh yeah i mean i think that you know um the kind of like practical effects uh or the kind of effects that we kind of grew up watching i say grew up uh very uh you know with a grain of salt since i didn't really start watching these things until so I was like 15 or something, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Sam Raimi, uh, obviously John Carpenter, that kind of stuff, um, or all the, the kind of stuff like we, uh, aspire, uh, to, to hit, you know, I think those are the, the kind of things that we, we super, uh, loved. And so, you know, we did not have a huge budget for this film. I think, um, that much is clear, but we wanted to, you know, where we could really, put that kind of stuff on the screen um and so we kind of like wrote to the to the idea that we would we would be able to pull off some of these effects um and the guys that we found to do are just uh incredible incredible guys they're just uh, like a couple of young guys. kids right yeah 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 so there's um my friend brendan shot his thesis film and in it you know it's a about this woman who feels like she has these like fibers in her body and you know, she wants to like cut them out of herself, Ooh. and and it, it's a super creepy. And so there's a scene where she like cuts her stomach open and starts digging around inside with like a pair of scissors. Um, <laughs> and he found this guy who was not yet he was not yet 21 at the time. I remember because we had to buy him beer, <laughs> 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 but he was so professional and like not just like his effects were incredible but also just like in the way that he was worked with the actors and you know how he conducted himself and and he was like so amazingly professional like way more professional than anybody else on that set because <laughs> we were all film students who were just like this guy is fucking so baller and he's just like oh man i don't know do you think it looks good i was like dude you're kidding yourself if you don't think that everybody's trying to like rack their brains trying to write something for you to make um <laughs> and so you know like i always just remembered that guy um uh, and his, name's, his name was like Greg Pakulski. And uh, and so when when it came time to do this, I was like, dude, we should find that kid from Brendan's uh, thesis film. And we found him. And he had just started his own little studio with a guy named Brett Schmidt. Um, and they had just come back from Sicario 2. Wow. wow. Like, you guys did the effects for Sicario 2? And he was like, no. He's like, come over here. And on his table, he had laid out this human leg. It was been like blown off of someone. I was like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "We did this leg." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's you just you only did this leg in Sakaru." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, this leg looks fucking awesome." And so, yeah. um, <laughs> made the move. And so it was kind of you know it was it was we really lucked out because you know um, they're both su- super 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 talented guys and just they couldn't be cooler and you know. I think they're kind of like work speech for themselves and they're, we're lucky to catch them um, basically like right at the, right at the start of their, like their little studio. Cause you know, you have a feeling that these guys are going to like 
be doing a bunch of like big amazing things so we we lucked out we we, we got them on board and and uh and yeah they're, they're kind of like the masterminds behind these things these facts yeah, I, I can only imagine they're going to be more in demand now, especially in the horror community. Like, obviously, they're working on Sicario, oh, yeah. Sicario too, but nobody's talking about that leg. Like, ev- <laughs> everybody on film Twitter that has seen this movie is talking specifically about uh, the practical effects. So, um, it, it it works really well with the with the story you guys had and how you shot around it. It all really came together and just probably like the biggest audience reaction of 2019 on the festival circuit. I think. <laughs> I- yeah, it was a, you know, I, I've been, I'm kind of desensitized to it at, at this point, but like when we first screened it, we knew it was, we knew it was coming. And then when it happened, we were just kind of, we could not stop laughing. We were laughing <laughs> so hard. It was, it was, it was so much fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing where you're like, you know, there's this one big effect and you kind of like want people to go in cold because. You know, if you don't know what's coming, it's like, oh man, <laughs> the reaction is so great, so great. So, um, but you know, even if you do, I don't think that you know you can really prepare yourself for it. You, you really not can't. to over you really not can't. to oversell it, but <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to with us, man. Uh, it's been great. I uh, really look forward to everybody seeing it and. Um... Good, good luck with the release however it comes we'll uh i'm sure people are gonna want to see it i'm sure people will seek it out however they can absolutely thank you guys so much it's been a lot of fun yeah thank you Thank you so much, Kaola, for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you to everybody out there listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the inaugural episode of Nightmare Alley. Tweet at us at NOFS Podcast and let us know what you think about this side story, who you think we should have on our interview slate next, people who have projects happening even in these weird, crazy times. Um, we're so excited to do more of these. You can watch porno right now at home. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> just head over to fangoria.com slash watch porno to support your local movie theater and watch a hilarious horror comedy. Uh, you, of course, you can also follow porno on Twitter at porno the movie. You'll also find links for Fangoria for everybody involved, including Kayola and the writers and producers, Matt and Lawrence there. Especially let us know what you thought of porno on Twitter at NOFS podcast on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Nightmare on Film Street, and of course in the Horror Movie Fiend Club on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash horror fiends of NOFS. We'll be back at you next week with the fully regularly scheduled episode of Nightmare on Film Street, so tune in on wherever you're getting this podcast. That will drop next Thursday. But until then, I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends.